Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bedpost Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I like to invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. This week, I have a super fun guest, sketch comedian, improv comedian, stand-up comedian, just a all, all, all over the place a comedic performer, Kaya Green. Hello. Hello, Kaya. Uh, not the first time I've been referred to as all over the place. <laughs> thank you. Uh, She's a little all over the place. It's the brand I go for, um, so thank you for being on point with that. I appreciate it. <laughs> Very um, on brand. I also, I also go with general mess. <laughs> general hot mess. Yeah. And occasional disaster. <laughs> thank you. Only occasional. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. When I'm, when I'm feeling up to it. A lot of work and effort and preparation to be a disaster. A lot so. of energy going into just being a complete yes. disaster. Yes. yes. <laughs> Gotta do it right. You can't half-ass that sort of thing. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Uh, we Matt and I played some Donkey Kong until way too late. Great. And then we had to rush oh. to get the apartment prepared for you. <laughs> I have very high standards, so thank you very much for that. <laughs> you appreciate it. If I had walked in and you had just been playing Donkey Kong, I would have been fine with that. <laughs> could have still been in my pajamas yeah i want to hold it against you matt was nude though i don't know okay well yeah that's probably where the yeah that's maybe where we draw the line that was (laughs) from matt's comfort more than anything else though he was in the shower when he arrived that's true he was like hi kaya so the the same but just a different room (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's our lives we keep our apartment it is winter but we keep our apartment at the temperature that we can remain naked yeah as long as possible it's your home I mean, you yeah. can do what you want. <laughs> do you live alone? Uh, I do not. I live with oh, a roommate. Shame. Um, Are they okay with nude people. nudity? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm sure everyone's okay with it, but I personally prefer to be clothed at home. Mm. I don't know if it's just like a safety thing that my brain's like, you're safer in pants. But <laughs> yeah. if, if the place, if there's an accident, yeah. if, if the, it starts fire, yeah. you gotta be, you have your pants yes. on. I'm always ready for an emergency. <laughs> Pants wise, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like I never. Maybe it's just because I have always lived with other people. I'm just like even when I'm on my own or living at home, you're wearing clothes. I'm, I'm always wearing clothes. Hmm. Uh, it's a comfort thing. Now, do you change clothes? Like, do you put on pajama pants? Oh, at certainly. Least? Okay, yeah. thank you. Okay, Baggier good. pants or more comfortable pants. Generally, I'm not like dressing up for myself. <laughs> I'm not that important. <laughs> not in your little cute suit, full tuxedo. Yeah. <laughs> We're prepared. This is just for me. (laughs) This is all about Kaya. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm a person that the media immediately when I get in the door. Close. Off. Yeah, like even sometimes before shoes are off. <laughs> that sounds Top logistically difficult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then you got to yeah, yeah, yeah. Pants shoes. I do yeah, I do pants off first. Right. And then shoes. Wow. I'm Keep impressed. the socks on. Okay. Because it's easier to have an orgasm this when is... your feet are warm. Okay. I didn't know that. I mean, I, I don't know if that's like an old wives tale hmm. or not, but I have seen that around a lot. Really? Actually. And and I do tend to keep my socks on. It's sexy. I know. It depends on the sock. Really? Oh, good point. And the person's sock preference. <laughs> Maybe somebody really likes socks. Yeah. A lot of people really like socks. Yeah, some people could be really into wool or like argyle. You or never they know. got like a shoe thing, yeah. a foot thing, foot thing you know, a, thing. a foot thing. Yeah, people have foot things. Do you have a foot thing? I don't. <laughs> I feel like now would be the time to bring it up, but no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I... That would have been an excellent segue. <laughs> I love talking about feet. I have. <laughs> yeah, I'm not huge into feet either. I mean, ladies' feet are nice. Men's feet are generally not. Yeah, I just feel like, but some people are into that part of it, Hmm. how they're a dirty, smelly foot. Interesting. Yeah. Some people like that part of feet. Yeah. Well, if you can think of it, somebody likes it. Exactly. If you can any, literally any one thing. Yeah. I had my foot like, like I've, you know, a little casual toe sucking for Mm. sure. Okay. And I've been like, great. Yeah. Kind of feels like you're stepping into a warm bath. Ooh. That's nice. I also had somebody kind of recently um, just like do a gag. <laughs> that sounds so insane, but I do insaner things um, like like a like a kind of a gagging deep throating mm-hmm. on my foot because I have like narrow feet. Right. <laughs> narrow foot. Interesting. And I was like, okay, I felt neutral about it. Neutral. <laughs> I could take it or leave it. That is so interesting. Not, not, what I find more interesting is not even the deep throating. Of it's the foot. the neutrality. <laughs> that I find absolutely fascinating. <laughs> because I imagine the one thing that that process would not engender in a person is neutrality. <laughs> I, oh, I feel medium about this. <laughs> come see, come see. So, so. And take it or leave it. <laughs> For me, no, it's funny that you bring that up. Recently, I've kind of been trying to figure out my... I've, I've been kind of introspective and thoughtful about my kinkiness mm-hmm. a lot lately because I'm kind of trying to... I'm trying to find new people to do things with. Right. So in that case, you kind of have to think of what you want yeah, uh, before you kind of find a person to do that thing for you, right? Yeah. So I'm, I kind of... I've been thinking about that, and I'm like, you know what? A lot of acts I feel neutral about, I would say. Mm-hmm. However, and they work in a, <laughs> they can work in a couple different ways. If it's in a dynamic that I like, like I like to be a submissive type right. person, yeah. then a lot of those acts, I'll do a, like all the neutral kind of so-so soft limits, right. they call it, you know, yeah. if, if this dynamic is present. 
where I'm like pleasing the person or like, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. Like I'll do a lot of things, uh, if that dynamic is present. Right. Cause the dynamic is the part that's the dynamic is the thing. Yeah. 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 The dynamic is the kink thing. Not necessarily like all the acts or like yeah. feet or balloons or right. all the, so yeah. you could be washing dishes and the point is that you're, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Good. I could yeah. pretty much be doing anything. I kind of, huh. I kind of just really realized that about myself. Because people, you know, you, you ask, what are you into? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm literally pretty much into everything. Yeah, that's interesting. As long as this uh, kind of power dynamic is present. Yeah. It's interesting, I feel, when you say that, like, you're kind of introspecting, if I'm to verb that, um, <laughs> about that kind of, like, what, who you are as a sexual person. Yeah. So I feel like it makes me think a lot of um, trying to find creative collaborators you know ah, yes that, and that is that is what it is yeah to me anyway kind of very on par or similar or even the same as a creative collaboration like working with an artist that you feel has a lot of the same intentions or interests or like yeah because you to... work you work with a lot of different creatives in yeah. your comedic I do my life best <laughs> yes absolutely um and yeah i feel like trying to find those similar goals and stuff very applicable to sexuality we just don't often look at it that way yeah i i totally agree with you and even like if you're into kind of a sub dom thing one might think from the outside that it's just the dom doing all the things but yeah. in reality it is a really co-created um experience and yeah. scene that you're creating yeah. like you really do have it's part of the whole process before um indulging in most types of kink especially yeah. with a new partner a lot of uh like co-creation happens yeah you pitch ideas you pitch jokes back and forth i think that's great it's <laughs> <laughs> so fun and, and if anything it's uh, probably more created by the person who's receiving or the sub or the bottom yeah you know yeah and you're you're in theory the only audience, unless that is another contributing part of yeah. said king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In which case, that person is also contributing. Yeah. Yeah, dynamics are interesting. They are. Yeah. They are very much so. And yeah, I've... And then, uh, what was the other thing gonna, I was going to say? So that, and then the other side of that, for me, I like a dynamic where I'm like being quote-unquote consensually like forced to be doing things right. that I quote-unquote don't like right but I really do or I'm neutral about them right so it almost if I'm kind of iffy on a thing or neutral it's almost makes it a thing I'm into right. by being something I'm not into if that makes sense oh, that's yes. kind of a mind fuck yeah, I see it, though. The neutrality makes it easier for you to pretend you don't like it. Yes. It doesn't actually have to make you uncomfortable. Yes. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's something I kind of figured out. Ooh. I'm like, wow, if I'm actually not into a thing, or so-so on a thing, then, like, that makes it, the dynamic part of it, hotter for me. Interesting. Yeah, that's something I really just kind of fleshed out for myself. I'm really picturing you, like, putting up a whole, like, Solving a murder case. Kind yeah, there's of red string. Yeah, exactly. Connecting. Just like, oh, but I'm into this. I'm neutral about this. <laughs> you know what? A lot of people have, like, I think that's something I should get into is, like, a lot of kind of sex geeks, people that really think about their own sure. sex, sexuality, yeah. sexuality, <laughs> actually do, like, spreadsheets and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a friend, Kate Sloan, uh, from the Dildorks podcast. Um, Great name. Oh, yeah. Solid. Yeah, solid. <laughs> Dildorks. She does, for an entire year, she did an orgasm spreadsheet for every orgasm she had. 
Wow. Solo, partnered, whatever. Incredible. An entire spreadsheet. What she was thinking about, what, what got her off physically, what got her off mentally, how long it took. I, I think it gets fairly detailed. Like, what's the feeling in the room? Wow. What was the mood in the room? Like General ambiance? Yeah, what was the ambiance? Wow. Like, I imagine Daytime. you could get very, oh, yeah. very detailed. Aaron, it's What'd a... you do before? What'd you do after? Like, It's all about the data, I think. <laughs> it's all about having a good data set to work with. <laughs> Agreed. I, that is so... I admire anyone who puts that much thought, effort, and time into literally anything. Yeah, seriously. And I know she only did it for the year because, like, she's, like, it was absolutely exhausting. And she's, like, I lost the whole after effect of, like, an afterglow after an, after an orgasm. Like, right. you know that just, like, nice feeling you feel after an right. orgasm. Sure. The whole point of it. I mean, Most, that, mostly. Yeah, generally. That's yeah. the thing. She's, like, I kind of would always cut that short to go write it down. <laughs> and I'm, like, that's so funny. I like that you say that it's only a year, though. That's a long time to be spreadsheeting your sex. It is. <laughs> like a very long time. Every orgasm. Oh. That is impressive dedication. And I, I get the impression from her that she has a lot of orgasms. So that was like, yeah. it's not a once a week thing she's doing. No, I don't think if it was a once a week thing, then you could probably just keep track of it in your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can remember one I had 26 yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I got enough room up there. Yeah. Treating it like a diet is probably something you're doing three times a day, isn't it? Oh, wow. oh, lordy. Yep. Never put that much work into, uh, definitely not my sex life, but possibly almost anything. <laughs> a lot where, of effort. For you, where does the sex life rank in your, uh, to-do, to-do list? My to-do list? Or your, your priorities? Somewhere between laundry and dishes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually not sure. I think it changes. Yeah. So, like, I go through phases, um, which I think is pretty common, uh, but who can say? Um, mm. I think I go through phases. Sometimes I go through very, like, intense, where it's, like, one or two up there, like, in terms of priority. I don't know if it's ever sat at number one, except maybe in a moment where I was like, no, now it's number one. <laughs> this is the only thing <laughs> Everything that... else needs to fuck off now. Nice, nice, nice. And that's fun. But in terms of just, like, uh, longer periods of time, it's probably s- oscillated in and out of the top, uh, top three Top three. Top five. I don't know. I've actually never thought about exactly where it would rank. Because what do you got? You got your comedy stuff? Sure, All your comedy. Is that a one? Or is that even broken down? No, that that definitely definitely is in the top three pretty much at all times. Yeah. Uh, Friends, always up there. Yes, In some respect. Very nice. Um, And I don't know. Hmm. Wow, I guess I should really think about prioritizing my life. I should create a spreadsheet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've learned anything from the last ten minutes. Yeah. Create data for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have enough numbers to support <laughs> to, this. <clearly>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Love it. Yeah. Where did your, um, did you have a moment where your kind of sex journey started for yourself or? Yeah, I was, um, I was actually, a, well, a virgin. I mean, that's like, at least for me, kind of a relative term because, yes. uh, especially in the world of those that have queer sex, which I fall under, yeah. uh, for those of you that don't know me. Um, it's such an interesting thing to talk about virginity, I find, because it's so clear for a lot of heterosexual people and not quite as clear for a lot of queer people. Yes. Um, but I considered myself a virgin into, like, into my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I kind of got to a point where I was just bored of being a virgin and just stopped. That is a lot of people's stories. Yeah. That's fairly common, it's at least from uh, people that I speak to, kind of on the podcast and whatever else. It's like, I just wanted to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to have that experience. Yeah. And like, whatever. No real ceremony yeah. around it. It wasn't or... like magical or special. I yeah. mean, like it was fun, yeah. but I wasn't like, oh, this is the person. I waited for this person yes. and now we've waited the appropriate amount of time and now will be the day in which it all occurs. That never happened to me. I was just kind of like, one day, I remember being in the shower and being like, oh, I'm bored of this. I'm going to call the person I'm seeing. <laughs> and uh, that night was uh, was when that happened. So yeah, it was didn't have a lot of ceremony for me uh, when it began. Um, but also I think for the first little while wasn't that sexually active. Mm -hmm. Um, I think yeah, up, up until then, were you, did you think about sex? Did you, yep. what was your exposure level well, or when thoughtfulness I was, level? When I was in high school and I was sort of like figuring out my own sexuality, a lot of it came from media, mm -hmm. uh, cause I was figuring out I was queer and figuring mm -hmm. out like how I related to that and what I was into and what I was like thinking about. So a lot of that came from like watching. What shows? Yeah. What shows? Oh, well the L word for sure. <laughs> but like, come on, that's not so much a TV show as it is softcore porn. <laughs> totally. With a plot. <laughs> yeah. Barely a plot. Uh, barely. <laughs> Very weird plot at oh, times. That show is but so, so good. bad, Aaron. And it's I so like bad it and so, so good. Much. I know. Who's I, your person on, on uh, uh, Dana, Alice and Dana are yeah. my people for sure. Yeah. Cause they're the comedic relief that don't take themselves quite as seriously. But when I was, I was a teenager, I really wanted to be Shane. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Shane's my girl. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. For sure, she has she has her qualities, and I like when I was a teenager, got my hair cut short, wore ties. I was like, I need to figure out how to be this person. <laughs> I uh, to this day have not accomplished it. She is cooler than I will ever ever be <laughs> than any of us. Yes, and but I, I do now play her in an improvised version of the L word, which is as close as I'm ever going to get. Yes, the LOL word. <laughs> That's right. Yes, exactly. which is a fucking brilliant title. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, that is Julia Friesen right there. Love and it. Her genius. So L word. Yeah. Was there any anything else that you saw around that you were like, oh that that's me? Yeah. Um, one of the big ones was, uh, this is less less sexuality. Well, I guess it, it does actually still fall under sexuality. More love. But, um, so, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a big one for me. Yes. Uh, I just rewatched. um, I don't know why I started at, like, season five, which is a, the dawn season. I mean, it, why it has did I start great there? moments, though. It Glory's does. excellent. Yeah, Glory's excellent. Yeah. And then I watched just from five to the end of the series for some reason. Interesting. I you just did that very the, recently. The dark direction of yeah. season six and then the all of the potentials in seven, which drive me nuts. Yes. I love that show. Uh, I could easily what, what, talk for the rest of this podcast <laughs> about this show, so, so let's be careful. <laughs> so what about Buffy kind of well, got you thinking? Previous to finding Buffy, because I was going to sort of the internet and the media to try and figure out what the hell was going on with me, mm -hmm. um, and most of what I found was Sweeps Week lesbians, mm -hmm. um, which is like, oh, we have a ratings time coming up where we want to try and get lots of people to watch our show. Let's get two women to kiss, because oh. everybody tunes in for that. But what happens with that is you get two straight characters to kiss politely decide they don't want to do that again and it never happens again. So it's never relationships, it's never real, it's just two straight women kissing in a bathroom and then saying, that was fun, 
and moving on with their straight lives. Exactly, yes. Uh, It happened... I, I can name a whole list of shows in which that happened because I've watched scenes from all of them. <laughs> yeah, um, I rewatch them on a regular basis. <laughs> yep, yep. Not anymore. Now there's better shit. But um, <laughs> but at the time, I was like, oh god, I just need to find stuff. So yeah. stuff like Allie McBeal was like, ah, we have this one episode where Clarissa Flockhart and Lucy Liu make out. Yeah. Wow, the tension. Yeah. Um, but that was the best I had. That's all I could see. Um, and then when I found Buffy, they actually have a relationship on Buffy that is a queer relationship between Willow and Tara. Spoiler alert, but this show's like 20 years old, guys. Just go watch it. <laughs> you should have watched it. Uh, um, uh, but that relationship was so loving and so real, and like they actually cared about each other. And it was the first time I thought, like, oh, I'm, I can have that? Like, that's possible? Mm. Uh, so it made a big impression on me, and so that was kind of the, the starting place for it, where I was like, oh, I didn't actually know this was possible. I thought this was just something that happened behind closed doors, and then you never talked about it again. Yeah, and I like how Willow's storyline... I mean, she had crushes on guys, and then she met a woman, fell in love with her, had yeah. a relationship with her. You know, like, it, it... I felt like it... Even though Buffy is completely insane sometimes, yes. I feel like it did give kind of a more round, yeah, look at you know a queer relationship, yeah, or a queer person just in general for sure. Um, you know, I, I like it's kind of interesting how evil Willow, I, season three or something, yeah, she was gay, yeah, in Doppelgangland in season yeah. three. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> or you could, you've done, you have the data. When Vampire Willow comes from uh, you have the, from the ultimate on this. dimension, yes, I know the show very well <laughs> to an obnoxious degree. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, no, I I like, they foreshadow it. They foreshadow it a little with Xander as well, because they were trying to decide which one of them was going to go that route. Mm-hmm, uh, and then they figured it was going to work better with Willow. Interesting. I appreciate that they did that. Um, I like that they, a lot of fans have a problem with the fact that that didn't feel consistent to them, that she was so in love with Oz and then so in love with Tara, but I love that. Yeah, Yeah, I love love it. Why can't a person? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I I think a lot of people are upset, too, that she kind of gets referred to as gay for the rest of the series after that, but Uh. I'm like, you know, identify the way you identify. It doesn't change anything, and I like that when Oz comes back, she doesn't say that. It's like, sorry, I'm gay now. You're not important to me. It's like, it's so much more fluid than that. Yeah. And I like that they kind of approached it that way. Yeah. You can feel attraction to both sexes. Yeah. At the same time. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It can change. It can change back. Yep. It can be whatever you want it to be. Exactly. And you can say queer, you can say gay, you can say lesbian. Yeah. It doesn't totally discount all your previous relationships, experiences. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, at least for me, especially because of the way I kind of started to learn about my own sexuality, Mm -hmm. representation matters a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So having queer people, having people of all different, like, sexualities and uh, interests and identities represented in media of all kinds, I find that so, so, so important. Yes. Because it doesn't matter what, who you are, if you don't see it mirrored and don't know it's possible, like, if you don't have language for it, then it becomes so much more difficult to know. Free to find out. Exactly, yeah. More about yourself. Yeah. What's happening right now in media? Is there, what do you watch now as for, like, queer representation? Great question. Um, Is there much? I think it's interesting because, like, I I have um, not... I've stopped following it quite as closely as I did when I was a teenager because I uh, had more free time back then. (laughs) (laughs) Just straight up, I... 
didn't have a job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was literally just more available to spend eight hours consecutively on the internet researching things on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I think it's gotten significantly better. And I think like, as much as I don't know if they did a great job, shows like Glee and stuff like that have mm-hmm. really opened it up for a lot of, uh, it being more mainstream to just have characters explore um, their sexuality, because that was a show that blew up and a lot of people watched it all over. Yeah, it was very mainstream. Very mainstream. Whereas Buffy was a little bit more like, eh, some people watch it, but it's still weird. <laughs> no, yeah. still vampires. So <laughs> um, I think that it's, it's since then, I've seen it progressively getting more interesting. I think there's still a lot of uh, stuff that never really makes it to TV. A lot of gender stuff never makes it to TV. A lot of mm-hmm. like, you see this kind of recurring version of what a queer woman looks like and what a queer man looks like. Mm. Um, like, I can't speak that much to queer masculinity, but like the will and grace model of queer masculinity yes. still very much exists as a stereotype. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas women tend to get very feminized. Yes. Or made fun of. It's one of the two. It's very polar opposite in the media. It's like either you're a bull dyke and mm. everybody makes fun of you for it. Like Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Um, or you are super femmy. Yeah. And there's really no in between. Yeah. Orange is the New Black is interesting. Yeah, I was I, just going to say, what are your f- thoughts on? I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, especially the first season, I think since then, it's gotten a little problematic. Uh, that's more from a storytelling perspective. But I love that show because it has multiple queer characters uh, that are all very different and none of them are tokenized, which is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> and very rare. Yes. Um, and it does have butcher characters. Like, I think Nikki's my favorite for that. Yeah, she's got I love a very, Nikki. Love her. She's got a very butch energy, but she's not necessarily like, uh, boo, you know? Yeah. I've, she's middle of that spectrum. Yeah. Which is really great. I've got that movie... I'm just a cheerleader, something. But I'm a cheerleader. But I'm a cheerleader. I've got that DVD sitting like underneath my TV. I love that movie. I I watched it again recently. Yeah, it's so good. Worth a watching. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is uh, not tarnished with age. Perfect. Specifically because RuPaul is still in it, (laughs) and I adore her. (laughs) Me too. Oh god, if you want to talk for an hour about a TV show. RuPaul's Drag Race. That's my one to do that with. I just started watching it, and I love it so much. Yes. I've burned through like five seasons yes. in the last month. <laughs> yes. Remember earlier when I said I didn't have time for you? <laughs> Lie. I didn't have time RuPaul. because I'm watching RuPaul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, I love it. But yeah, I think like now the fact that we have shows like Orange is the New Black on Netflix, and it's insanely popular, and we have RuPaul's Drag Race winning Emmys. Like, yes. That stuff is all starting to permeate, which I really, really appreciate. It's nice. I think there's still a ways to go. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to get to the point where it's commodified, but it is getting significantly better than it was when I was a teenager. Yeah. And obviously before that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're pretty much at break time. How about wow. we take a... Wow. That was fast. <laughs> we just talked about Buffy the whole time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a super quick break, uh, talk to our sponsors, um, and then we're going to uh, be right back with a comedic performer in... What did I, how, what, how did I say it at the beginning? All around. All wait, over all the over place. place. Yeah. <laughs> all over the place comedic performer. On brand. <laughs> Kaya Green. <laughs> 
This week's sponsor is Lovecrafters Toys, a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that offers products like strap-on compatible tentacle dildos, dragon egg Benoit balls, and squid butt plugs. These geeky and playful products are body safe and handmade using platinum grade silicone. If you want to hear more about this groovy Toronto artist, check out episode 89 of the Bedpost podcast, in which I have the pleasure of interviewing Shay. And if you want to purchase these whimsical sex toys, check out the Lovecrafters Etsy shop or head on down to our full time sponsors website, comeasyouare.com. This episode has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm here with Kaya Green. It's me again. Hello. We're here to talk to you. To talk to each other. Yeah, mostly. And you're just here to listen. (laughs) Shut up. I mean, you can talk to us if you want. We won't hear you. Yeah, we are in the past. (laughs) We are in the past, yeah. (laughs) Um, one funny thing I would like to maybe start off the second half mm-hmm. to talk to you about is um, some of the myths and uh, um, stigmas of uh, queer sex, lesbian sex. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like I've seen you uh, maybe do a story or talking about this a little bit. Sure. About, uh, you know, straight people's perspectives. Of what um, they think. They get it right 100% of the time. <laughs> Everyone is very informed on it. Very informed. Because <laughs> you, actually, you actually did a great uh, story at Coco's, uh, Coco Galore's Kiss and Tell. Great last show. time, a show that we both uh, yes. did. You were amazing. As we were you. <laughs> we, won't, we won't joke each other I, off about yeah. this. Um, but but uh, yours was about a lesbian scene in a movie that yes. was happening on a plane. Yes. And Carol. A, the movie is Carol. The movie Carol. Yeah. Uh, starring Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara. It's on Netflix, you guys. Yes, is it? Yes. Oh, now damn. it is. Just recently. Yes. Somebody went, went out of their way to inform me of this. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and just a woman, an old woman on the plane just freaking during the sex scene yes. trying to turn it off. One of the funniest things just... I've ever seen happen in public <laughs> is how panicked this just... woman was about the possibility of being seen watching a lesbian sex scene. Because <laughs> what does that say about you, you know? Oh, oh. God. Um, but that's the thing is people avoid it. It's so, like, segregated into, again, we're coming back to media, uh, in into, like, this is a lesbian movie, so, you know, you don't have to watch it as a straight person, which means nobody knows what happens. Yes. Nobody is going to see a nice queer relationship. Yeah. And maybe something that looks more like real queer sex yeah. than pornographic yeah. lesbian yeah. porn. Which is... So vastly inaccurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If we think about lesbian porn, Mm -hmm. what are we seeing? We're seeing uh, really long nails. Oh, guys, the fingernails are such a problem. (laughs) We're seeing long, just inconsiderate. If nothing else, you are gonna tear a pussy up. Oh, just just tear it up. Painful to look at. (laughs) 
just, uh, just, it's cringeworthy. Just, yes. just seeing that. Yeah. Those nails alone. Uh, that alone makes me want to exit the situation. I remember when I was a teenager, uh, my friends as a joke got someone, um, uh, porn for a secret Santa thing Perfect. that was happening at my house. Cause my birthday was around Christmas. So we like, we did the secret Santa and then somebody gave somebody else porn and we're like, let's watch it. Yeah. And it was girl on girl porn. And I remember everybody else was reacting very differently to me. Everybody else was like, Oh weird. This is, this is so strange. And I was like, guys, what's up with these fingernails? <laughs> guys, the like, fingernails. What though. do you mean? No guys, you don't understand. This is terrifying. Yeah. The main problem I have with this is the fingernails. Yeah. I feel like there's also a lot of, um, pussy slapping. Yeah. Literally not a thing that ever happens. <laughs> I feel like it can happen, um, but not, not at that. <laughs> the frequency. <laughs> the, it's, it's in everything. In my, I'm not saying that it never happens. If you're into it, great. Yeah. Positive. <laughs> But in my decade plus of sleeping with women... The number of the times you slapped a pussy... Is zero. <laughs> zero. Zero times. I can count it on no hands. No hands. <laughs> Never happened. Oh, Maybe God. once by accident if I just, like, adjusted wrong. And just went, psh, by mistake. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, even that seems foreign yeah and just i mean i mean oral sex just in general performed on women yeah performed on vulvas in porn is just terrible yeah it's doesn't inform us of no the angles are weird i get that but also at the same time yeah the camera's got to get in there yeah it's in real life not a thing that looks good yeah that you can see yeah 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 that you can see happening yeah, actually no good see. visuals there no there's no yeah yeah that's a good point yeah yeah you shouldn't if you're doing it well probably yes. you shouldn't be able to really see what's going on yeah actually when you really think about it <laughs> frankly none neither of the people doing it know what's going on either visually <laughs> yes it's it's more of a thing that's happening in a uh well, tactile, tactile uh, yes. way, yes. But uh, the person doing it can't see it, generally. Yeah, yeah. And the person, person getting it can't see it. Also can't see it. <laughs> it's never been seen before. It's never really. been seen. Like, real kind of like a... <laughs> the, the Bigfoot of sex. <laughs> There's rumors about it. People say they have pictures of it, but no one does. This is the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, one of the reasons it's such a mystery. Unless you've done it. Uh. I love that. Yep. Um, Um, another thing I find, um, a lot of finger banging, mm -hmm. which a lot of people do like finger banging. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen through experience and whatnot. I personally do not like the finger bang mm-hmm. uh, performed on myself the finger bang the finger i don't want a bang a finger banging <laughs> yes, on... please use the proper <laughs> proper conjugation of that yeah. verb please Aaron. so for me i've always seen that and been like no 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 but actually through experience uh, when i'm like how do you like this more where i'm like kind of just inside and g spotting mm-hmm. like curling the fingers thing yeah. or do you like like fucking most people do say fuck. Yeah. They like the banging. I find variety is key. It's the spice of life. That's what they say. That is. Um, and I find that generally if you do one thing too much, it gets boring. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, 
Unless they're hunkering down. Sure. Yeah. 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 Which is different. That's kind of a like, all right, let's just, let's uh, keep our heads down and yeah, just... get this as steady yeah. as, as possible. Get yeah. out. Uh, yeah. Do not stop. Yes, exactly. Uh, don't speed up. Yeah. Don't, don't go harder. Just keep the beat. Keep the beat, baby. <laughs> Put on a song yeah. so you can, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I find that at least I've only ever had sex with women, so I can't speak for men at all, but there's a lot of, like, variation uh, in women's sexualities, and even within one person in one moment, mm-hmm. uh, things can shift and change really fast, so mm-hmm. I find that, like, uh, ne- doing one thing for too long, unless you're on a momentum streak, yeah. generally variety, I find, <laughs> is the most effective. Is a good thing, yeah. yeah. Which is another thing in porn, is generally they'll do one thing until it's over. <laughs> Yes. And then it's over. And then it's over. Yeah. Not so. Like, yeah. Look, we committed to this. Yeah. We're doing it. We're lesbians. Yeah, yeah. But not so. Yeah. With, uh, because we are informed exactly what to do mm-hmm. uh, with straight sex. People know that a penis is supposed to go in a vagina yep. and the penis is supposed to ejaculate. Yeah. That is what we are told. Yeah. And that is it. There's no second part of that for the woman. Yeah, or like before part, or like any other other types of sex that yeah. two straight people, you know, can have. Yeah. So, but but we're given this script. Straight people are given a script. I feel like queer people, because you have more freedom, perhaps, to do everything, anything. Yeah. Because do is there a script? Do you feel to queer sex? No. No. Right? No, definitely not. So, like, I feel like a lot more interesting, creative, uh, new sex can yeah. happen with queer people having sex as opposed to straight people. You know, you can yeah. do all the same shit. It translates. Yeah. Wh- wh- who's doing it to whomever. That's the interesting thing But about it's just it. that straight people have the script, and that's... Maybe, maybe that's, like, a reason why they just... Why it's boring. Yeah. (laughs) And queer sex is not. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting because that's it. It, A lot of people are kind of uh, trained to think that if uh, this one penetrative act doesn't happen, it's not sex. Yes. It's foreplay. And that's another thing about the virgin thing. Losing your virginity. Yeah, totally. Yeah, is that there is no one prescribed thing that it's like, this is sex, this is not sex. Yes. You know? It's all um, sex. Yeah, for queer people in particular, it's all sex. For if, you f- if you feel like it's sex, then it is sex. But it should apply to everybody. That's just the way that yeah. uh, we have to approach it. Yeah, if you're forced if, to approach it that way, you know? Yeah, if you're having oral sex and you're like, I'm still a virgin, I'm like... I'm like uh, yeah. I think that is sex. Yeah, I, I think that... When it comes to virginity, it's kind of like identity. If you identify as a virgin, you're a virgin. If you feel like you haven't had sex, yeah, then you haven't it, had sex. because it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's virginity, literally, like, okay, the hymen thing. But yeah. I don't even think that... I don't think that necessarily has anything to do with virginity Nothing to do with it at all. Because you can, mm. you can lose that by using a tampon. Or riding a fucking horse. Or doing right. gymnastics. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Being an actor. All of and, which I've done more than have sex with men. <laughs> All of which. All of which. All the things. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's so interesting because, like, when you're when you're queer, you're forced to exist in that gray gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that beneficial. Yeah. But everybody can exist in that yes. gray area if they choose to kind of abandon preconceived notions. Yeah. But first, they've got to do that right. to get to this, which is easy, and no one struggles with that ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I feel like there's a... Oh, God. But you know what I mean? Like, straight people, yeah, on, on by and large, probably yeah. have a lot more boring sex than queer people. Yeah, I mean, it's... When you're given very strict parameters on something, it's easy to not think about it. Mm-hmm. And not get creative with it. Like, I feel one of the things that we all know lesbians do is scissoring. Which, as you and I know, happens... All the time, organically, in our regular sex lives. <laughs> All oh, the yeah. time. It's that a very is, that's easy, the main event. Simple thing <laughs> to get involved in. Everybody has a great time. It rubs the proper parts. Yeah, it's, it. We all um, orgasm from yeah. it. So it's it happens by accident, even sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> and you're just sitting there on the couch, and you're like, "Whoops, whoops, we were scissored." Oh, sure. Yeah, everybody is a hundred percent on board with the frequency of that of the particular scissoring. act. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh that, uh, god, it's so strange how much people focus on scissoring. <laughs> so much focus on that one particular act that is almost bizarre. never used. <laughs> I mean, I'd be into doing a scissoring, having a scissoring moment. Doing a scissor. Doing a scissor. <laughs> <laughs> May I do a scissor on you, madam? <laughs> I feel like um, okay, so vulvas are touching. Yeah. Clitorises aren't. Which is, in theory, the point. Yeah. Like, I feel... I've had a lot of nice grinding moments. Sure. Face-to-face grinding. grinding moments. Mm, yeah. Very Pain, pleasurable. and good, like, uh, thigh to uh, crotch. Action. Oh, yeah, get your thigh up yeah. in there. Yeah, okay, yeah, I was even one. thinking just like, uh, so say a lady is kind of... Cl- yeah, close legged, and then another one's on top straddling her. Oh, okay, yeah. And some grinding action is right, happening. Right, right. Yeah, I see that. Very pleasurable. Yep. But yes, also getting your thigh in there yeah. and grinding your thigh up on yeah, yeah. on a clitoris. That can work. That can work too. Any pressure, really. Anything can, can happening in that, in that general, general area. Most but of the things happening in that area. Except scissoring. Except <laughs> <laughs> all the things we just were describing are more generally more. <laughs> more useful for that than scissoring. Yeah, scissoring's not... Um... It, it happens, but not as frequently as people think it does. Uh, <laughs> um, not nearly as frequently as people think it does. No. Um, In my experience. I cannot speak to any, everyone. I am positive there are queer ladies out there that, that, that are like, scissor. every day. Every day I Every scissor. day I scissor. And good on you. Yeah. I mean, great. Good job. It's, it's a compliment. It's an athletic pose. Yeah. You're probably quite fit. Sure. If it makes you happy, you're doing it right. You know? That is... It makes you and your partner happy. That is a great tagline. Yeah, well, there you go. If it makes you happy, you're doing it right. I am all over the place. <laughs> Are you a toy user? I am. Yes. Me, me too. Me yes. Too. I find them uh, useful, practical. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Gets the job done. It, yes. Very utilitarian. Very mechanically. Right, let's get this over with. <laughs> let's get this over with. No, I'm a big, big fan. Yeah. I the first um, regular sexual partner I had, she and I um, bought a strap on. Yeah, I was gonna it. say. I th- I feel like um, sorry to cut you off. No, I please. know there's a funny story there because I've heard you tell tell it. Oh yeah, you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like is that another uh, thing that straight people think lesbian sex. Is, is strap-on sex? Uh, yeah, I think probably because the just the very notion that it may not ever involve a dick... A penis. ...is impossible. Impossible <laughs> to think of. However, I, I think that... Uh, 
I think that is one of the things that straight people might think queer people do that they actually do do. Yes, that is true. Although, I again, I don't think it's... Uh, it's such a spectrum of things, in my experience, that changes all the time. I think uh, a lot of straight people think that if you, we use strap-ons, it's only what we use. Mm. It's like just there to be a replacement dick for the for same the... kind of sex that heterosexual people have. Yeah, the same script um, that exactly uh, like, heteros follow. Yeah, Exactly. So yeah. how would you possibly fuck without your strap-on? Yeah. Um, would be their question. Um, yes. But I think... Uh, I think it's a tool of many. Yep. Um, I think it can be very useful. Yep. I think every person that I've ever been with uh, has also sleeps with men. Yep. Or has slept with men. Okay. Um, so I've only ever really had long-term sexual relationships with bisexual or pansexual people. Uh-huh. Not a choice, just a thing that happened. Interesting. Um, so I think in every one of my relationships, at least, I've used strap-ons because all of them, all of those people... Uh, have been interested in penetrative sex. Mm-hmm. Lots of queer women are not. Yes. Mm, so yes. that's a thing. To that is an interesting point. Yeah. yeah. They're used to it receiving pleasure that way. Yeah. So that would be a go-to move. Yeah, exactly. For a straight, curious, yeah. bi, pan gal. Yeah. yeah. Or a person who is just like, yeah, had sex that way and enjoyed sex that way. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Um, yeah, so that's that's my experience of it, is that I have usually owned strap-ons and used them. Usually I wear them. Yep. Uh, because I am someone who doesn't especially like penetrative sex. Yep. Um, that's my preference. Um, See, for me, it's funny, it kind of goes back to uh, the neutrality thing we were talking about. Um, I'm kind of neutral about it. Really? Receiving. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if it's a partner that's gets off that way yeah. and likes doing that, then yeah. I am so on board. Yeah. I'm like, great. If the dynamic is there where I'm pleasing that person, I'm like, great. Giggity. Yeah. <laughs> Gang giggity. Yeah. yeah. I, I personally uh, enjoy uh, giving it. Yes. Um, less so receiving it. Yeah. And that's the thing is there's so many different angles and preferences and like, uh, one thing I really like about queer sex that a lot of people really don't understand from a heterosexual perspective mm-hmm. Um, and this is obviously not speaking for all heterosexual people. Your experience. Um, But my experience is that one thing that a lot of people don't understand is that it goes back and forth a lot. Like, queer sex is a lot about giving. Mm -hmm. A lot about, uh, who's going back and forth and, um, what am I trying to say here? Like, one person is not topping the entire time. Yeah, that's exactly it. And one thing I found so fascinating is that... As you start to develop a sexual relationship with someone, the giving actually becomes the best part. Mm-hmm. Like, I find that you um, push to see who can give to the other person. That's the part that you, not argue, but, like, that you look forward to the most. Yeah. There's something so interesting about that, because yeah. I don't know if that di- dynamic really exists in heterosexual sex, mm-hmm. where the idea of giving the pleasure is more uh, sought after than receiving than Receiving, yeah. I think all too rare... Uh, uh, that concept exists yeah, <laughs> in like I, the hetero norm. Yeah. I love it. I think it's fascinating. Like my favorite thing to do in sex is, uh, get the other person off. Yes. Uh, and that's not me being generous. It's just really fun. <laughs> yeah. It's just actually what gets you off yeah, as if, well. If yeah. it happens to be generous and that's great too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the most fun part. And I've found most of my sexual partners agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a fun dynamic because then you're both having fun giving, giving and receiving. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas a lot of people don't understand the fact that you would enjoy sex without getting an orgasm. Mm-hmm. So, why would you be doing it why, if you're yeah. not receiving an orgasm? Yeah. Uh, What's the point? 
<laughs> um, even to go deeper into this, for me, being a kinky person that um, is into being submissive, it's interesting because I like giving, I like pleasing, Yeah. as it kind of, you know, plays with my subby brain to be somebody who is, you know, the giver, who's who's kind of being used or whatever. Yeah. Um, and for me, you know, I'll enter a new partnership and it's interesting because they're like, I just want to do body worship stuff on you, like them doing it to me. And they're like, I know you really like, you know, performing pleasure. Mm -hmm. So are you sure you're going to be okay with like, say if I restrain you and me just pleasing you, are you going to be okay with that? Do you think? And I'm like, see, that's funny because Another kind of, I'm kind of neutral on body worship, people worshiping my body. However, if it's you, you, you are wanting to do body worship on me. So for me and my brain, that is a subby act. I'm now doing service to you by having you worship my body because I'm kind of so-so on it. Right. So I'm letting you... Yeah, add it to the list of shit I will do as long as this dynamic... (laughs) is present yeah (laughs) connect another red string for me because yeah definitely i can do that but in my brain that is totally how i see it i'm doing a service to you by having you worship my body tell me if in the process of figuring all of this out you figure out who the zodiac killer is if if that happens to you then just like let me know okay (laughs) i feel like you might stumble across i might i might oh god (laughs) Um, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. I feel like, um, at least for me, so much of sex is mental. Yeah. So much of like what in your mind is sexy. The tension of it is sexy. This is, this is very much for me. Some people, it is a very, very physical act mm-hmm. and not really much more. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume, uh, just cause the variant on people's sexuality is so wide that of course there are people out there like that. Yeah. yeah? Um, but for me, me the too. atmosphere of it, the situation, the like, all of that stuff is 100% what's interesting about yes, it. Yes, I have to be engaged yeah. so hard mentally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And like the notion of not, you're not supposed to do things, like this is, this is uh, over the line, oh, or yeah. like that stuff is all sexy. Yeah. Like the... taboo. Yeah, exactly. The atmosphere of things yeah. is very sexy. And I think that's often why I find... Um, TV shows and movies and stuff more interesting than actual porn because mm-hmm. porn is very physical and mm. like the tension and heightening of films that are romantic or sexual is much more about that dynamic mm-hmm. rather than it is about the actual fucking mm-hmm. uh, and I find that more interesting. Do you read erotica? Uh, I have. Erotica by and large is about yeah. tension, tension like crazy. Yeah, more of that stuff is interesting to me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for me too. I'm like, if it's just a mechanical sex thing happening, I'm like, meh, meh. you know, okay. Yeah. Neutral. But yeah, again, neutral <laughs> feelings yeah. on this. Yeah. Yeah. I need something more. Yes. Something engaged. Yeah. Cause for me, I'm like, as I've been saying, it's all about the dynamic Yeah. for me. So yeah. If you, if in some way I can feel subby and I feel like a, a lot of uh, times even if I'm engaging in mechanical sex, I have my own narrative going on in my sure. head. Sure, yeah. Because that's how I engage sexually. 
Yeah. So like, even if nothing is being said and really no outward dynamic is yeah. happening in any way in my head, there's like a whole narrative. Happening. Oh, yeah. oh man, that's the best part. Fully agree. <laughs> and I'm getting off like, yeah, do do some mechanics, but mostly it's like a thought. Yeah. It's a phrase that like I picture the partner saying Again, the room could be totally silent, but quite yeah. honestly, half the time it's a phrase I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. I think so much of my sexuality originated in that uh, specific dynamic of two people that want each other really badly and can't contr- like can't control, control that. Themselves. It's it's too much, you Sexy. know? Yeah. Because that's very present in queer media. Mm. The we're not supposed to do this cuz this is wrong, but we can't control ourselves mm-hmm. thing. That is that is definitely, I think, a big underlining thing in a lot of queer sexual narratives. Yeah, yeah. Because it's was at some point so taboo. Yeah. Less so now. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a real thing you can tap into, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, damn. It's a fun time. Kaya, we're pretty much at time. Oh, could oh. do this forever. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Can you tell me about all the fun, wonderful things you have going on recently? I can, and I will. And I am. (laughs) I'm doing it right now. Um, Yeah, so uh, third Thursday of every month, Mm -hmm. uh, I do a show. Uh, Oh boy, I really hope I got that date right. I believe it's the third Thursday of every month. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a show um, with Kinsey Fail and the LOL Word. It's a double bill. We call it Night Out. A queer spectacle for the ages. Um, That's at Bad Dog? Yes, that is at Bad Dog Theater at 8 o'clock. Again, hopefully, third Thursday of the month. (laughs) Um, And it's uh, it's a show that um, involves all queer improvisers, so all the performers are queer in one way or another. Love it. Uh, The LOL word is sort of a narrative um, version of the L word. Uh, Not all the same plots, but kind of a retelling of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully fixing some of the things that were terribly wrong with the L word. (laughs) Um, including the weird transphobia. Let's fix that. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's that. And then followed by Kinsey Fail, which is a, uh, queer improv troupe, um, that has existed for a while and are some of my favorite people on earth. Yeah. We've had a few Um, Kinsey Failers on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Tom, Candice. Candice, Yeah. Flick. Yeah. We are not afraid of talking about it. (laughs) Not afraid. Not afraid of it. We do it on stage once a month. We'll do it on a podcast. It gets gets real sexy for sure. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's a fun, that's a fun thing that's happening. Uh, doing a big sketch show coming up in February. I don't know when this is going to air, so I don't know whether that's a couple weeks at all. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, February 24th doing a show at second city, Mm. uh, help I've fallen and I can't grow up. Uh, a sketch show presented by my Second City Conservatory, which should be a very fun time. Very nice. Um, and also, uh, here's a fun one. Um, over the Valentine's Day week, uh, Songbuster, a troupe, a musical troupe that I have recently become a part of, is doing a Valentine's Day I run. know that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So uh, we're doing a Valentine's Day run. So on the 13th, 14th, and 15th, you can come out to Comedy Bar and watch us improvise a romantic comedy musical. Oh, love it. Yeah. Yes, I've tried to get Songbuster to do uh, my to do bedposts. Really? Yeah, and just like just can't figure it out with Josh. Like I've tried a couple times. But yeah, maybe uh, maybe I can. You can uh, put in a good oh, word yeah, for me. I'll you do can, my best. You can, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will absolutely do my best because uh, any chance to musically improvise, I'm there. Wicked. <laughs> um, where can people? Do you want people to follow you on things? Um, yeah, I believe you can follow me. Oh, I barely use Twitter, but you can follow me on Twitter at uh, at Kaya Green, mm-hmm. uh, or is it at the Kaya Green? Because there is a Kaya Green. Boy, this is not a good promotion. <laughs> 
This is how little I. You don't use, use it Twitter. anyways. You don't yeah, use it anyways. Yeah, might as well cut that part out. So I'm not. I'm not that uh, internet savvy. I should be doing that more. Uh, so you can't really follow me anyway. <laughs> you do stuff with bad dog. Um, yeah, but you can you follow know. Songbuster. You can follow Ken- follow Kinsey Fail. You right. can follow the LOL word. Uh, those are all things that you can you can look after, and I will be there. Love it. Yeah, Kaya. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you, Aaron. And this has been uh, this has been a pleasure. Oh God, right back at you, <laughs> everyone. This has been Kaya Green, and I'm Aaron Pym. And this has been the Bedpost Podcast. Check back weekly, everyone, because we release a new episode every single Friday. If you want to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, I'll love you forever. If you're in Toronto and want to see Bedpost Live, uh, take a look at bedpost.ca. If you have any comments, suggestions, questions, shoot me an email at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. And lastly, the Bedpost Podcast features original music by Stephanie Copeland, who can be reached at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.